Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the audio version of Financially Incorrect. Today we have Tony on set. Tony is a managing director of investment company that deals with hospitality. They have two hotels, Gillian Hotel and Samara Hotel. They have a school in hospitality. Um, they have a clearing and forwarding company and a water drilling company, Almac Aqua Drillers, amongst other investments. He comes, he talks to us about his financial journey, um, the many degrees that he has, his process of transition into a family company, a lot of gems in there. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Financially Incorrect. I am your host, Barack, and this again is a podcast sponsored by fx Pesa. today i have a special guest his name is tony macau he's a friend hello um and he is a managing director of killian investment limited i hope i've said that right yes correct and um they're in hospitality mm-hmm. they're in bohol drilling yes they have a school correct um have I missed? I feel like I've missed one. No, there's clearing and forwarding. Oh, clear, yes, ones. clearing and forwarding yes. as well, and among other investments. So he's the managing director of of, of yeah. Killian Investments, and we have him here today to tell us his mm-hmm. money journey. Yes, and hopefully we can learn a thing or two, mm-hmm. and and I can have as mm-hmm. many investments as mm-hmm. as you do in like the next couple of years. Uh, thank so you. I'll let you introduce. <laughs> I'll let you introduce yourself. Thank um, you. Yeah, you've done a very good job of introducing me. Yeah, I'm um, just a simple guy. Yeah. Um, I've managed to find myself in uh, a portfolio of companies. Uh, maybe we can start with my journey. Yeah, and we'll start. We'll start with with, uh-huh. with your journey. First of mm-hmm. all, I've, I I see that you have you have three degrees. Correct. One mm-hmm. undergrad and two master's degrees. Correct. Undergrad from the University of Liverpool. Liverpool. Correct. And then yes. uh, master's from an MSc from Warwick. Yes. And then an mm. MBA from mm. USIU. Correct. Right. Yes. Why so much school? Aha. This is a good question. The undergrad was obvious. I wanted further learning. Yeah. So I started with international business. I've always had a dream to go to Warwick. Warwick was one of the biggest challenges. It was top five universities in the UK. So I figured my next master's had to be in Warwick. Okay. So I applied for business analytics and consulting, which is pretty much spreadsheet management. It's a lot of analysis Mm -hmm. and a lot of... uh, uh, so when I did my journey from Tanz- uh, from the UK mm-hmm. back to Tanzania, mm-hmm. and I found myself uh, working for a bank here, mm-hmm. uh, one of the top four banks, I had a lot of spare time. I had that discussion as well with my father, and he felt that too much idle time is a waste. I might mm-hmm. as well do something that's progressive. Mm-hmm. I figured the next best step would be an MBA. Mm-hmm. So all consistently through my life, it's always been about business management, business analytics, and then finally the MBA. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's how you essentially get to your three degrees. Yes. Um, from uh, let's start. I guess now with your with with the money with the money journey. Yes. Right. Um. So and it's a question. I guess we've asked all our guests. Mm-hmm. Um. When do you first become conscious mm. that money is a currency mm. and mm. money is a thing that makes the world go mm. round? How old were you? And you can you can yes. be as young as as, as you'd want to go yes. when you first have your uh, conscious yes. thought around that. In fact, uh, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I started my journey from a very young age, mm-hmm. uh, and it was actually with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. He was always very cautious about money and saving. And from such an early age, you know, he would give you something, some small pocket monies here and there. Mm -hmm. Next time, he'd also ask you, how much do you have? So you build up that savings courage. Mm 
Um, another part of my money journey, which I discovered a lot later on, was the entrepreneurial side, mm -hmm. where there's an element of risk taking. Mm -hmm. And having folks who've dabbled here and there mm -hmm. uh, helps you realize that it is okay to take that risk. Yeah. It is okay to actually spend that money, but on things that matter. Uh, discovering the losses in terms of that risk came a bit later on where you realize not everything works. Mm -hmm. The partners that you go into with business matter a lot more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And with business, it's a risk. There's a win, there's a loss. So you have to be able to accept both sides of the coin. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's my bit of the money, Jenny. Jenny, do yes. you have a conscious memory mm. where um, you then sort of understand that mm money is mm. money is important mm. Mm. and money allows you to do things yes yeah i think that's that's also a very good question i think uh traveling abroad studying abroad mm -hmm. also gives you a lot of exposure in terms of what money can do in mm -hmm. terms of that exposure being able to travel being able to buy unique things mm -hmm. being able to buy clothes being able to buy new accessories gadgets mm -hmm. uh, it gives you that freedom in terms of this is what money can do mm -hmm. on the other end it also becomes very destructive if you become too much into leisure mm -hmm. unless you're saving you realize that hey this can become destructive mm -hmm. because it's your livelihood yeah it's what essentially allows you to live thrive it also brings you joy to some certain extent. Yeah. So I, I think so. And having done the degrees, especially in analytics and mm -hmm. consulting, it's helped me to understand the business side of money, mm -hmm. how to manage your cash flows, how to read your financial statements, mm -hmm. and how much of an impact that makes to the success of a business. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, for me, I think my... Um, when I first mm -hmm. understood that money was a thing, mm -hmm. I was in, I think... Um, class two, I think, in, okay. in school, and okay. we used to have this this pouch in the mm -hmm. in the house that had yeah. foreign currency in coins. Yes. I think yes. it was something that my parents were storing up, mm. and I remember because we used to go, we used to carry brick to school, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We never we never mm. bought stuff from the tax shop. Yes, so. Um, so someday I go and I take a couple of coins from mm. from from this pouch because mm. I realize people are going to this tax shop and they're paying mm. and they're getting stuff. Yeah. So I go with all these coins. Yes. And I go and I say I want mandazis and mm. whatever it is. Mm. And the lady's like, oh, and she packs up for me. Mm. And I then give her mm. Mm. the coins. Yes. I didn't even I didn't understand that one. There were a different mm. currency for starters, yeah. and that uh -huh. in terms of trading value had zero. Yeah. So I remember she took the coins and was so upset. Yeah. She threw the coins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the coins back at me and i think uh, um uh, like for me consciously that's when i think as a child i was like you know what yeah okay so there's it, it may not have been conscious at the time yes but now i think about it and i was like that's yeah. the first time that i probably can trace mm. me understanding that there's different kinds of money mm -hmm. um mm. that um and money allows you mm. to do things right that's true um okay so mm. if 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 i was to go then into how you then choose your career mm -hmm. um path yes um what did you when you were growing up what did you want to be actually when i was young all, all these answers change based off my age when i was yeah. young i wanted to be a taxi driver uh -huh. why because i could drive cars all day mm -hmm. um for me it seemed like a fun thing it yeah. changed then to a fireman yeah why the risk the excitement of fire engines as i grew a bit older it dawned on me I wanted to be somewhere where there's a bit of money. So at first, I thought I'd enter into the why, finance. Why did you feel like you wanted to be somewhere where there's money? What, what was it about money that... Money gives you freedom. And mm -hmm. I think from a young age, you could see this. With money, you're able to travel. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. with money you're able to get what you want and it gets to a point where you start realizing the value of trading the value of money the value of that exchange similar to you seeing that lady in the tuck shop and yeah. saying you know what i want one of those hot dogs i want one of those right. whatever right it shows you that there's an ability to have that freedom of buying whatever you want mm -hmm. so if you're in a source of a place which has a lot of money <coughs> by default you'd be able to have that luxury right. of buying whatever you need right I decided I'd want something in finance initially. And then I thought about it. Accountants. Accountants would have too much. It's just literally just numbers all day. Mm -hmm. It's very monotonous. Something that was not creative. Then mm -hmm. the next best thing was being a businessman. Entrepreneurship. So international business. And that was my first degree. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to travel. I wanted to have the ability to travel. Yet at the same time, I wanted something that is exciting. Mm -hmm. I had done economics, business studies, and a lot of finance-related courses before then. And I felt that was my niche. Yeah. Uh, from there, I fell in love with the subjects. I felt like this is something that makes more sense in terms of the money world, in terms mm -hmm. of management, in terms of... Um, I wanted to pursue a further degree, mm -hmm. and that's how I ended up with the master's degree, mm -hmm. uh, business analytics and mm -hmm. consulting. Little did I know, this would be spreadsheets, like deepest theories ever. Right. So um, it was quite an interesting journey, but it gave me a lot of insight. It, it gave me that ability to think very quickly when it comes to whether it's financial statements, whether it's analysis. Um, it just gave me that ability to analyze things very quickly and... Uh, so yes. so you knew from a very mm. young age like you mm. want to be in a place where there's money you yes. want to be and, and for you money uh, meant freedom money meant yes. traveling money meant yes. doing what you want to do why you at that point i guess when you're thinking around these things had you been exposed mm. to those mm. things uh some of them yes like from a very young age uh, my my uh, father was in a lot of travel mm -hmm. uh, he used to work in uh, the travel industry mm -hmm. So um, there was a bit of traveling here and there from a very young age. Mm. So it allowed me to see a bit of the world. I wanted to see a lot more of the world. Okay. So I guess that was also part of the inspiration in terms of even international business. Yeah. Uh, seeing the world and seeing how to manage across the world. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so, so I guess that's where you get that initial experience and you're like, yeah, this is, yes. I've had a taste of this. I yes. want more of this. Yes. And did your, did your mm. um, parents in that sense or your, your dad mm. have any input mm. in... Mm. Um, helping you mm. charter the path that you then yeah. did? I think so. I think more than anything, he's been more of a motivation and inspiration. Okay. Uh, he's a very humble guy. He's a guy who's into a lot of saving. Mm -hmm. And he'll always tell you, like, look at the peak of that mountain mm -hmm. and climb it slowly by slowly, you'll eventually get there. Yeah. Uh, he has a lot of stories that he tells you about his life and how he's been able to achieve momentous or I don't know how to say it, Huge goals, basically. Right, yes. Right. What was the uh, thing that uh, impressed at that point? What was the thing that impressed you the most mm -hmm. about um, what um, what he had achieved? Yeah. That you were like, you know what? Yeah, this is an inspiration, and this is this is what I want to do. Whatever you can share on the on, on, on the that, podcast. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's just that I'd have to think about it. Yeah. Um, he's come from from humble beginnings, but in terms of his dedication and yeah. dedication to his craft, dedication to his goals. There's been a lot. One of the things that he's really inspired me uh, with is just his craft and his dedication. I'll give you one of the few examples. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Middle East, he was fortunate to, to have double-digit growth in the airline industry. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in Tanzania where he worked at some point, he also had double digit growth. And for this, he was working as an employee. He was as working an as, as an employee. Okay. At the same time, he's invested here and there. Okay. But as an employee, this is what I valued most. Uh, the fact that you can achieve double digit in one of the hardest industries in the world. Right. They say in order to become a millionaire, you start out as a billionaire and you invest in an airline. Okay. He did the opposite. He he made airlines grow. He initiated a lot of things with the cargoes and several other things. So just in terms of understanding an industry, one of the hardest industries, and trying to make something out of it, it has really given me that inspiration. Yeah. Never give up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sounds like mm. sounds like quite 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 the man. I yes. mean, <laughs> fair there. enough. Yes. Okay. So so mm. so you decide you want um, you decide that you want to uh, be in a space with the money. Yes. Um, you then pursue business as um, theory in terms of understanding the Correct. elements that get yes. into that process, right? Mm. So what what happens then? Um, 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 or rather, at this point in time, actually. Mm. Um, while you're living in Warwick or mm-hmm. Liverpool or doing your um, be- before you before you do the, the, the second um, MBA, yes, um, your parents are supporting you at this point. Correct, right? correct. Um, are you doing any other part-time jobs yes. when you're uh, in the UK? Or? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've done it all. Uh, yeah. Talk about bartending. I've done that. Being in a restaurant as waiter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so they have a lot of uh, these training facilities that they usually do. In Liverpool, there was Echo Arena. Echo okay. Arena is like a huge conference hall. Yeah. It's near the docks. So they give you all this sort of training in yeah. terms of bar type of training, yeah. type of alcoholic uh, uh, beverages. Um, yeah, so basically I was a waiter. I was a barman. And I did this. This was extra money that allowed me to also do a bit of travel here and there. Mm-hmm. And How much are you <laughs> being paid as a waiter or a bartender in, in the Oh, UK? no. Back then, it wasn't a lot. It was like £5.50 an hour. Pounds. And then you're doing, I'm assuming you're yeah. in the international visa, so you're doing a yes. maximum of 20 hours a that week. That is correct. So you're correct. doing 100 pounds yes, a, uh, week. a week, so that's yeah. 400 pounds a month. That's still not bad. That's like 40,000 um, shillings, yeah. Uh, but uh, when you convert into, of course, the standard of living yeah. on that other side, yeah, uh, it works out, uh, yeah. I mean, you could spend, what, three three pounds on, on just a pint. Yeah. So, yeah. And what are uh, you doing with that 400 pounds at that point in time? Yes. Because I'm assuming, so your, 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 what do you call it? The... Um, the accommodation and yes. all that is taken care it's of all taken um, by care the folks. Yes. So then you have this 400 pounds. Yes. What are you doing with that 400 pounds so at this time? There, there's several things that I ended up doing. Yeah. Um, now it's called Enactus. Back then it was called Scythe. Okay. Uh, so basically it's a student enterprise that we used to uh, work with a couple of friends. So some of it went to there. Mm-hmm. The rest of it went towards entertainment and travel. Right. Uh, yes. And gadgets. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. That one. Yes. I, I've Ma- learned my lesson since was then. It ma- was it majority? Uh, what, what had the majority? I mean, honestly, it was the travel. It yeah. was the travel. I, I did some Euro trips with a few friends. Right. Uh, it was good. It's something that I can't regret because yeah. at the end of the day, it showed me uh different countries different perspectives it allowed me to bond with my friends yeah and uh yeah i think it's that time as a student where you start thinking you know what let me enjoy a little bit of life yeah yes as you make it happen okay so you come back to kenya yes um uh, actually i went oh. back to tanzania where right. my, okay. my my family was at the okay. time um, yes. So what are you doing now in tanzania so in tanzania i started working for uh citibank Okay. Uh, but Citibank also had an international freeze, so it was a short-term contract. It was about five months five contract. Are yes. you coming in entry level? Yes, I was entry level, but I was on a contract. I think it was five or six months 
but I was rigorously also looking for another job at the same time. Okay. So I ended up working for Tanzanian distilleries. So okay. Tanzanian distilleries are the maker of Konyagi, uh-huh. uh, which is a spirit that's very well known yes, in yes. Kenya. Yes. Um, so I was a financial supernumerary for uh, TDL. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I was working under the director. Uh, there was a director called Justin Gave, okay. a South African. Uh, unfortunately for me, as I entered the company, he's gone on experiential learning. Mm-hmm. They used to take the senior managers onto experiential learning, where they take them to different plants across the world mm-hmm. as part of Sub Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he went to Ecuador and another country. And that was for about a period of two months. The next best person was, guess what, an accountant. Mm -hmm. So literally bean keeping. I'm literally uh, goods received notes. Back to the thing that you did not want to do. Something I definitely did not want to do. Uh, So fortunately, at the same time, I also got a call back from KCB. Okay. Uh, Before before you get back to Kenya. So in Tanzania, what are you being paid in Tanzania? How much are you making in Tanzania? Okay. Um, and how are you meeting your expenses? Are you still living at home at this point? Have yes. you moved out? Yes. Yeah. So I was uh, I was back again to living at home, and uh, fortunately the package was good. It was about fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand um, dollars per per month. At the that time. was per month. This was time. both at Citibank and the. That was at Citibank, and then it was also at TDL. So okay. TDL, of course, it had to be a bump. Yeah. So it was about one fifty. Okay. Ha- it was a thousand to one fifty. Uh, to 1500 sorry. Dollars and then now 2000 at TDL. Okay. Yes. So what are you doing with that money? Yes. Okay. That's is it still <laughs> the same? Is it still the same entertainment uh, unfortunately, investment ratio? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, <laughs> the only good thing which I can remember which I yeah. did with that money was investing in some shares. There was TBL shares, a Tanzanian breweries okay. limited shares that I bought at the t- same time. There was Anglo Ashanti shares that I bought. Mm. The rest of it... <sighs> I'm sorry. I was I was very young. I was yeah. very naive in yeah. terms of how the money works in terms of the savings. So my saving ratio was not as high. Yeah. Uh, I remember buying my first car, which was a Toyota. In Tanzania. In Tanzania. Yeah. It was a Toyota Volts. Okay. Yeah. Toyota Volts. So that was also part of the savings that that, that you had that, that I you had accumulated. That. Yes. That's a really good package though for a fa- yeah. like first second job. No, is that like Citibank was a fortunate. very good yeah. pair. And then now this uh, TDL. Because it was a financial supernumerary, it's like a management program, but to fast track. Mm. Yes. And now let me tell you the interesting bit. Yeah. So when I had applied, uh, TDL and TBL are sister companies. They're part okay. of Saab Miller. Okay. And they have about 75% market share. Mm-hmm. I was caught up in a situation where TBL had called me for an interview. TDL had also called me for an interview. Mm-hmm. But they were very smart about this. Mm-hmm. So the TBL interview was about procurement. Okay. Something I knew nothing about. Yeah. Literally googling and trying to understand within this like three days. Process and exactly. all of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, I got there. They were highly impressed. They also wanted to give me a contract. TDL also wanted to give me a contract, but as a supernumerary. But yeah. they were very smart about it. They were like, "Listen, you first choose which company you're you gonna to go to. Right. We're not gonna have a tough war over right. ABCD." Right. right. So fortunately, that package was good. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean. Yeah, that's extremely. That's yeah. um, like that's like um, I'm, I'm striking gold. Okay, it so so good. unfortunately, the time, unfortunately, yeah. in money terms, you're still spending most of the money. Yes. Um, saving very little. However, yes. even with the very little that you're saving or yes. s- smaller percentage, you're able yes. to buy the car. Yes. Um, and then you come back uh, to Kenya. I come. Back you come to Kenya. with a car. 
Uh, yes, I came with the car, okay. but it ended up also being very expensive because at the time you had to go three months and then you go back to Namanga, you renew the permit mm, back again. Mm. Nowadays, I think it's a lot simpler because I see a lot of Tanzanian, Tanzanian cars. Yeah. I see a lot of South Sudan cars that are still here. Yeah. But back then you had to go back to Namanga, renew. Uh, and how much did it cost to renew the... <sighs> Do I remember? We'll, we'll Google. We'll Google yes, we'll, we'll Google that okay. one. Yeah. yeah. So mm, come back yeah. to Kenya. Um, what's happening then? Uh, so I ended up at first I tried also another Citibank uh, yeah. application. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up also with uh, with KCB. So KCB I ended through I entered through the management program, mm-hmm. which le- was leading now to the corporate relationship management. Okay. Uh, something which I felt was a bit closer to my my role. Yeah. Because uh, in Tanzania, I mean, like it or not, at the time I don't know whether things have changed as much. Mm-hmm. They also did not like Kenyans, and it was right. it was painfully obvious. Right, right. Uh, you come in with a mentality of trying to do a lot, <clears throat> trying to get uh, tasks done within a particular timeline. They also have their own timelines. Right. There's a thing about respecting age. Right. So you can't rush older generations. Mm. And it became very frustrating as well. Mm. At the same time, I'm being counting. Right. Uh, you're just you're not enjoying the process. I was not enjoying the process. So when I came into banking, banking was at least different. It was yeah. innovative. It's it's working at the branches initially to understand how the whole system works. Um, then, of course, now we went to head office. That's yeah. at uh, Moy Avenue, Kencom. And is there a point between Tanzania and Kenya where you're not working? Um, Job hunting, so to speak? To be honest, I think it was literally from one thing to one the other. Thing to and the it, was, it was fast. It was, it was really a fast, fast pace. Okay. So yeah. you get into KCB management yes. program. Yes. Is the package at KCB as good as the Citibank uh, one? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Right. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, in Tanzania, they have this thing called the 12th check. Okay. So 12th check? It's called the 13th check. Okay. Uh, basically, you got a 13th check with Citibank. You got a 13th. I wasn't there long enough because that was about five to six months with mm-hmm. Citibank. Mm-hmm. Uh, TDL, they also had the 13th check, mm-hmm. something which I discounted in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enter this banking system thinking, okay, you know what? We're going to start somewhere. It's a bit lower, yeah. but we're going to climb and we're going to see where that, that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no 13th there's check. No 13th check there's no 13th in. check. And, and, and <laughs> also in terms of matching, it yeah. was slightly lower. Yeah. I, I remember it being lower. I think it was about maybe... 120, 130,000. Uh, thousand Kenya shillings at yeah. the time. So if you're doing, if that's 120, 130 gross, you're doing, mm. you tax that you're doing. So it's about 100,000, maybe, maybe just a little under. Yes. Um, okay. So mm. at this point, um, has your family moved back or you've left your family oh, no, in Tanzania? No, my family's still well in Tanzania. So you're now here is, living yeah. on your own. Yes, correct. Okay. So how are yeah. you meeting your cost where you stay how are you meeting your cost excellent good question so i stayed in langata that was my first accommodation okay and uh, again i just had to do deal with the costs there was some money that i put up there was also some money that uh, again family assisted with yeah for furniture and a few other things right uh, as a startup um yeah but that's how it's managing uh the car from tanzania yeah uh, fueling it there's still expenses so in a way that was also good for me because it it thrust me into understanding now how to budget yes and how to budget accordingly because yes. if you don't do it there's no safety net yes uh, as it should be that's, yes that's how life is yeah and, uh, yeah was that was that your first real i mean from the fact that you had um but in Tanzania, you, mm. were, you were at home and essentially all this money you were making was yeah. yours. Yeah. Is this like your first real experience of yes. budgeting and being like, oh, if I don't um, um, use my money accordingly, yes. 
I'm going to be in trouble. So I'll be honest with you. Uni, yes, but uni, there's a safety net. Accommodation is being paid for. Mm -hmm. Food in that accommodation is already catered for. Yeah. Um, again, when you move out of hostels and what have you, of course, there's that element of budgeting, but it's such a, an insignificant portion of your life. Yeah. Uh, when you're out here is when you start realizing. Uh, the good thing about banking is that they will overwork you. Mm -hmm. So as they overwork you, that means you don't have a lot of distractions. You don't have a lot of time. So mm -hmm. by default, you end up mm -hmm. also making a lot of savings. Mm -hmm. And So you didn't have as much time. What saved, well, potentially could have saved yeah. you was you didn't have as much time to have yes. as much entertainment as you had before. Correct. Okay. Correct. But again, uh, as you grow older, there's also that sense of discipline that mm -hmm. comes across mm -hmm. that. Yes, you got to put some money aside. You've got to do A, B, C, D. Right. The good thing with banking as well, they have a lot of uh, lectures, a lot of packages as well mm -hmm. in terms of where you can invest in land, okay. uh, other things. So, Are I mean, you doing any of those investments at this time when you're at KCB? Uh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So the only one which I can remember that's significant what, uh, would be Kisaju. There's mm -hmm. several plots. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some that I bought with friends. There are some mm -hmm. individuals. Um, what else have I done with that? Yeah. And maybe on yeah. that, on the banking yeah. packages, because I've heard this mm. as well from, I guess, multiple people who work, who, mm -hmm. who I've talked to who work in banks. Mm. What, how, how attractive are the mm. interest rates yes. in those kinds oh, of things vis-a-vis if you're not in the that's bank? That's one of the things I miss about banking. Yeah. So back when I entered banking, the interest rates were as high as 24%. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, back then, you could get as low as, uh, I think it was about 7 to 10%, mm -hmm. depending on your ranking. Right. Uh, what's even better is for people who work with KRA, 4% across the board. 4% mm -hmm. interest rates across the board. Yes. So whether it's a mortgage, whether it's a vehicle, whether it's whatever, 4%. And that's, that's, that's a very good package. Okay, so then how do you leave yeah. the banking industry then? What happens when you so leave the banking when industry? When you leave the banking industry, the rates revert up to, to the market rate, but they give you about a year. So within rate. the first year, you're still under that banking rate. Mm -hmm. Uh, as a bank employee but past that Jesus. balloons and uh, and shoots up the good thing about this is i didn't have a lot of liabilities i didn't take on board as much as i could have mm -hmm. i mean in hindsight you could have so at this point let me get this mm. so so at this point you have no loans you've yes. taken yes um all the money that you've invested is purely from um, capital that you have earned yes right yes um so you have a couple of investments yes. through the through the um kcb um, yes. um the schemes. The schemes that yes. they have um and you're on very good interest rates, mm -hmm. and then you leave the banking industry. Yes. Why and how did you leave the banking Excellent. industry? Excellent. Good question. So I, my idea was to climb the corporate ladder, okay. to keep going from job to job. And at this, sorry, and at this point, is it still money-based? Is it still, uh, I want to become the CEO of XX organization yes. because I'll be able to make the most money? So there's this disillusionment that happens. So... Again, coming from whether Citibank, whether abroad and having that education, there's always this over-optimism about, yes, I can conquer the world. Mm -hmm. I can be whatever I want to be. And then yeah. reality starts to check in. Um, so you look at things, even treasury. Mm -hmm. There's only 15 key treasuries, uh, treasury people or mm -hmm. people who are treasurers yeah, uh, who work within treasury. And that's the highest paying amongst the, the, the different departmental units apart right. from senior management. Right. You look at that, there are 15 people who've been working there for about 5 to 10 years. Mm -hmm. It dawns on you that the chances that you would ever go into that group, yeah. it's limited. And on top of that, if you want to be a senior treasurer, again, it's still limited. You have all these people fighting for that top spot. Mm -hmm. The same thing with corporate where I was. 
So as in large corporates, I was handling the second largest portfolio mm-hmm. uh, in the whole entire department. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through at the head of department. Head of department, there's about 20 to 30 people mm-hmm. all gunning for this spot. Mm-hmm. All these people have about 15 years ahead of you mm-hmm. in terms of experience. It starts to dawn on you, how likely is it that you're going to just shoot up mm-hmm. and climb unless you're extremely extraordinary? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I still wanted to climb that corporate route. Mm-hmm. The way I knew how, and as most bankers do, is from swapping from one bank to the other. Right. So there were two banks that I had interest in, and I had already pushed my papers as well. This is three years into KCB. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and at this point, you're a head of department. I'm not a head of, not depa- head of department. No, not yet. no. Oh, no. Okay, this sorry. <laughs> corporate <laughs> banker. <laughs> but let, let me ask you this question. Yeah. How much is a head of department making? Okay. So a head of department at that time, I think, was 400 to 500. And then a departmental head would be a million plus. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So a unit of a head of corporate would be like a million plus. A uh, head of uh, that department would be maybe 500. Okay. They're about. They're about. Okay. All right. Um, and, so and a head of department, you think this guy has been in the industry for 15 years? Yes. In fact, all these senior bankers that you're seeing yeah. have been in that department for 15 years. So you're looking at this and you're thinking, you've just entered, even if it's your third year, how long are you going to stay here mm-hmm. before moving on to the next step? Mm-hmm. And then the next step, it's, it's, it's like a very long chain. So mo- what most bankers usually do, they swap. They move to another bank at a higher rate. They're brought back in at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. And they keep doing the hop, hop, hop mm-hmm. until they're somewhere. Right. And I still know friends to date who have done this. And that's the only way they've, they've, they've been able to. Move. But like moving through one company, oh, through no. the chain. It, it that, is difficult, that is especially in banking. Yeah. They will take you for granted. What do you know? Or even if you've done another degree, what do you know? Yeah. You're still the same person. You will still give us the same work ethic. In fact, I will add to you more responsibilities. But not increase but not your growth. Pay. Thank you. Not pay, not growth. Gosh, okay. Yeah. All right. At this point, of yeah. course, uh, reality had also hit in terms of like, it's not always just about the money. It's about also what you can do externally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the discussions and conversations you have with older peers, they start teaching you that, look, if you want to make it in life or if you want to achieve your goals, you got to do more than just the rely nine on to a five. job. The right. nine to five will never be enough. Yeah. And that's something, ironically, that my father has always said. Mm-hmm. So it made a lot of sense. Uh, so uh, here I am, uh, still a corporate banker, thinking about moving to, there were two mm-hmm. options in mm-hmm. terms of banking. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, this was also a time when I had a conversation with, with my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how I ended up on the family business role. Okay. Um, so being somebody who's extremely focused and serious in terms of what I want to do and structure, mm-hmm. uh, we had this conversation where he was like, so son, I have climbed through the corporate ranks. Mm-hmm. I have invested A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. You want to do the exact same so that you do the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not help me grow wherever I am and mm-hmm. whatever I've invested in mm-hmm. into the next level? Mm-hmm. And we had a candid conversation about this and uh, I started thinking it, it makes sense. At the end of the day, if anything happens to you, whether you're sick, whether you pass on, God mm-hmm. forbid, uh, they'll replace you the next day. Mm-hmm. There's no remorse about this, mm-hmm. but growing something that has your it's name, right. it's some w- something where you can add value to something. Yeah. So we talked about the terms, conditions. It was before, be- actually, uh, before we get into the terms of conditions yes. um, question, I want to ask, um, if you could just give us like a brief yes. history of yeah. how 
like how mm-hmm. did the family company even uh-huh. um, come start. to be yeah excellent. how did it start excellent so uh, he had been investing uh, a lot uh, even from days where he was working with uh, other companies mm-hmm. he had been investing a lot back home uh, so amongst them uh, was a drilling company mm-hmm. uh, which has grown over time uh, the hosp- and by investing do you mean buying shares do you mean oh no no from scratch from this, scratch like he's is, built he's, he's built, built the company it's literally importing uh, the machinery mm-hmm. importing in fact there were even personnel that were imported initially mm-hmm. and then our people got to learn and then eventually and through his salary he's paying yes. um, um yes. all the costs he's paying the people who are running the company correct. all of that okay great. correct all correct right. Um, there were some that my grandfather used to run, mm-hmm. um, but again, now he started now establishing okay. some others. All right. And I think that's how some of the, 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 uh, the want to say enterprises or mm-hmm. businesses started mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it was also structured not in, uh, I would say it wasn't an efficient way of organizing things. Mm-hmm. When you look at sales, there were things that were being done in terms of referrals you'd have like a few salespeople, maybe three mm-hmm. uh, and then now you'd rely a lot on referrals mm-hmm. uh, yet the demand was so much there needed to be a lot more visibility mm-hmm. more dsrs mm-hmm. so uh when we started talking about the issues that the companies were facing mm-hmm. it became clear that there's there are solutions but and at that point how many companies uh, are there okay so there's a few but the ones which i was involved in mm-hmm. Uh, was the drilling company mm-hmm. initially uh, and the clearing forwarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hospitality arm of things started as I was entering the first year of the drilling. Okay. So purely it was number one, drilling. Uh, so how to change things, how to gain market visibility, things to do with operations, how can we be more efficient, mm-hmm. how are the crews working. <coughs> Anyways. <coughs> we did that. Uh, there was a bit of savings and accumulation of mm-hmm. capital from there. Mm-hmm. And then that is how we started the first uh, hotel. The that's, first. that's now the Gillian uh, Hotel, right. out of the Gillian Investment Limited. Um, we're fortunate that the standards were set to a four-star level. Mm-hmm. We were certified as the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give you a brief background in terms okay. of how I entered now from the drilling mm-hmm. into now hospitality. There was uh, now one of the directors, Director Beatrice Makawiti. Mm-hmm. She was a former KICC MD. Mm-hmm. She was a former Dean of Utali. Mm-hmm. So she has a huge degree in terms of hospitality. Mm-hmm. She's worked in France and several other places in terms of her experience. So she knows in terms of what is expected in a four-star uh, establishment. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and we decided I would work hand-in-hand hand with her. We'd work with the project team as well in mm-hmm. terms of how the design would look, the functionality of a lot of things. <coughs> then from there, that's how Gillian got to be. We took his vision and we 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 somehow made it a mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. And I think we've not done a bad job yeah. when you look at it. And it's a how many hotels are there now? So now there are two hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just given. Uh, we've just finished the second one mm-hmm. last year. Uh, last year January mm-hmm. and now it's a year into operation mm-hmm. and we thank God it's picking up very well it's yeah. called Samara Hotel mm-hmm. it's about 1.2 kilometers away from Jillian mm-hmm. we're also looking uh, in the next three years there are plans of other expansions mm-hmm. so yeah okay good. let me bring you back to um, mm-hmm. the conversation you're having with your dad mm-hmm. um, about um, coming in and starting the, working in the family company mm-hmm. how difficult is it to have mm-hmm a conversation about money and remuneration mm. at that point 
it's it's extremely difficult first of all i mean this is your father and mm-hmm. the, the fact that you're being exposed yes. he didn't know how much i was earning at uh, abcd right all these other companies right. now you have to sit down and actually have a discussion in terms mm-hmm. of these are the expectations mm-hmm. um the good thing about it is he's also very rational about it mm-hmm. when you look at market value and mm-hmm. you look at the type of duties and you're basing it based off the duty mm-hmm. it becomes a lot easier mm-hmm. The question comes in, how much would you pay somebody for X, Y, Mm -hmm. Z, Mm -hmm. these type of duties? Mm -hmm. Then it becomes clear, if you're going to pay this amount, then why why don't we factor it into the duties that I will be having? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Other things like health, uh, medical insurance, um, those things were important to me. Um, I think they've been part of the package, they've been part of the senior management Mm -hmm. packages as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... From there, once we make it made it very objective in terms mm-hmm. of the duties and how much those duties would be in terms of market value, it became more transparent. So there was no like, you know, you're my son and because of that, I'm going to give you, you know, X amount. Oh, or there I was wish. no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Or there was no you oh. taking a hometown discount oh. and being like, yeah, because oh. the family company, uh, oh. I'll be willing to take a little, a little bit less than what I naturally uh-huh. would want. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's that's a very good. Uh, way of putting it uh, i don't think we reach that point of having a discount okay in fact what i've gotten to learn is that you work a lot harder working for a family business than you would in another you're capped with other hours yeah maybe you're doing a nine to five mm-hmm. that's a nine to five this one you go home you start thinking about solutions there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that rely on you mm-hmm. so when you start thinking about all this naturally you just start giving away more time yeah yeah Okay, yeah. and and so what kind of I'm assuming you mm-hmm. got an increment um, yes, when yes, you when, when you are then moving. So what kind of increment yeah. uh, in terms of percentages are you talking about um, um, when you move, when when you are now coming uh, over to the family company? Aha, uh-huh. uh, so we talked about where would I be maybe in a year's time as mm-hmm. well. Um, what are my duties? What are my roles? And then from there we based a figure, but we didn't have a percentage as such. Mm-hmm. So it was more of this is fair market value for what you will be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing that really mattered for me was the structure. Mm-hmm. So you need me to be in here? Yes, fair enough. Um, this is what I'll need um, after that discussion was mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. But more so, what are the duties and responsibilities? Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than just being put somewhere just because it's a family business. Mm-hmm. Just sit there. No, you're wasting your potential. So you felt like you had the qualifications for yeah. the job that you were being given? Oh, more than, more than qualified. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> number one we've talked about the three degrees yeah number two we've talked about the fact that yes i've come from a financial background mm-hmm. i've come from yes business analytics mm-hmm. uh, management as well background mm-hmm. um i'm able to deliver a lot even in terms of before i jumped uh, on board i knew particularly the different things that i could bring on board mm-hmm. in terms of just the management skills mm-hmm. Um, when it came to the hospitality side of things, which would come a year later, mm-hmm. I knew, yes, it's a new field, but I have that quick ability to learn mm-hmm. and absorb things quickly. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you right now, he got a discount. Yeah. I, he got a discount. <laughs> he got a discount. <laughs> Let me ask you this, right? Yes. So when you're at um, KCB mm. or yes. the banking mm-hmm. banking space, you're looking at the head of department. Mm. They are making... Um, give or take 500,000 yes. a month, right? Yes. And that's going to take you 10, 15 years to be able to get there. Yes. Um, did, how, if at all, mm. I'm assuming it did, mm. how much shorter mm. did you making this um, oh. um, transfer yes. make that journey for you? Uh, 
I'd say it, it did. It did without going into figures. Yes, it did. Um, but at the same time, it was also about that commitment and dedication. Yeah. When you look at the growth that the companies have had, it's been phenomenal, and we thank God for it. Uh, but there's also been also a lot of effort that goes behind the scenes, yeah. a lot of planning, a lot of thinking and trying to restructure a lot of different things. Yeah. So, um, so it, 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 but essentially it did make it, it did make it shorter. It made it shorter. Yeah. Yes. And um, what then are you doing with your money at that yes. point? Um, I guess now you moved, you know, uh-huh. you've gotten a different package. Yeah. So what are you doing with your money? Absolutely. And very good question at that. Um, I think I learned from my mistakes and I think also having that timeline mm-hmm. of working and not having enough free or idle time mm-hmm. gives you a bit of savings mm-hmm. so i've invested in some bowsers particularly in that machakos region mm-hmm. where we have the hotel I've and by in invested in bowsers you mean you bought i bought you bought bowsers. I bought it just makes a lot of sense unfortunately mm-hmm. there's not a lot of piped water mm-hmm. uh, it's it's quite something yeah. i also went into farming okay uh, so i was doing a lot of french beans chilies and other vegetables for export mm-hmm. there's an export company that mm-hmm. i was working with um, what else did I do? I, I've done, I've done a lot of things. Okay, so I, I want to break it down like this. At this yes. point in time, again, without particularly going into figures. Yes. Um. So you have your 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 salary. Yes. You have the Bowser company. Yes, correct. Um. You're farming. Yes. Um. What percentages? Uh, yes. Are these contributing to your overall income? Okay. So initially, um, I would say maybe there were maybe twenty to twenty five. But Each or both put together? I mean, when you put everything together, mm. I'd say uh, about 25%. 25% yeah. would be a good figure that, that they brought so your in. Mo- so, so your monthly income at 100% is salary plus everything. So yes. you're saying your salary is bringing in 75% of your income. Yes. And then the Bowser's and whatever the investments you're making yes. are giving you 25% of your income. Yes. Okay. And that was initially. Mm, because as I started to learn more, um, as I started to also grow with the Bowser's, because again, it was Kubatisha. It's mm-hmm. literally, you have got this thing, you've got a driver, you're getting orders from XYZ. Mm-hmm. So within the first year, you don't expect to just expound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with time, I started to get to know how things were working. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up buying also another Bowser mm-hmm. uh, and several. Uh, I think now they're down to, they're back to three, but one is problematic. And is it uh, w- with the Bowser, um, with the Bowsers, are you mm-hmm. doing that like, um, I guess the way Matatus or Ubers do where it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I have a driver and someone yeah. are telling me, I just need X amount a day. No. Yeah. No. The, and I think that works very well for Matatus, mm-hmm. but very poor for Bowsers. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I monitor where is it delivering? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there's plots which have uh, raised tanks, mm-hmm. which the Bowsers now use. So again, that's also a cost. So mm-hmm. we can't uh, leave him to collect unlimited amounts of water mm-hmm. and then start now selling his own. His own. Mm-hmm. So I have a system where I decide this is his salary, but past a certain amount, mm-hmm. I'm going to top up. Uh, a bonus mm-hmm. there's a bonus system mm-hmm. so that somehow keeps him motivated mm-hmm. so that his incentive is in selling a lot more mm-hmm. uh, the other thing about matatus is you have that uh, ability to have many routes as mm-hmm. many routes as mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can squeeze in as many people mm-hmm. with a bowser you can only fit fill in 10,000 liters of water at a time at a time and it also takes time to deliver from one place to the other so okay yeah all right so that's about it. what about yeah. the farming how's the farming going because i hear that yes. can go it can, you know, it can go either way. It can go either way. It can go either way. The good thing is we have drip irrigation, which we also give as one of our solutions mm-hmm. for Almac. Uh, so it's all dripped. Uh, so it's about 30 acres, but I farmed about five acres. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the French beans, 
uh, the bullet chilies and some other uh, vegetables that were there. Yeah. And are you exporting those? So I'm not exporting directly, mm-hmm. but I was selling to an export company that has an export license. Okay. Uh, yes. So basically, uh, past 45 days, I get uh, some ladies that are ferried with a matatu. Mm-hmm. They come in, they're pickers, they mm-hmm. collect, they put onto uh, these racks, mm-hmm. and then now the company comes to collect. Uh, they pay me after, uh, I think it's about a week or so. Okay. Yeah. How much did it cost you to buy yes. the first Bowser? Uh, the first Bowser was, oof, I bought it from a transport company mm-hmm. that's owned by a family friend, uh, but it was about 1. 1.5. 1.5. 1.5. How much did it cost to make the, f- um, to begin the farming, uh-huh. um, the farming investment essentially? That was 600,000 for the drip irrigation, mm-hmm. uh, the, the chimbaing, the digging of certain tunnels right. in between. Um, storage was another maybe around another seventy five thousand thereabouts. Okay. So maybe seven hundred to seven fifty thereabouts. So essentially, to 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 do both of those investments, you yes. need at least um, two point mm-hmm. two million saved yes. um, um, income, which you can which you can then spread out. Yes. And how long did it take for the Bowser to Oof. pay for itself? Oof. So the good thing about Bowser's, uh, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of water within the eastern region. Right. So it started picking up a lot of traction. I would say within one year and two months thereabouts, mm-hmm. it had already paid itself back. Okay. Yeah. The farming? Uh, the farming uh, farming was relatively quick, but I'd give it about six months. Yeah. Six Before months you because made that back. was two loads and yeah, two loads of the French beans. No, it was was about three yeah it was about uh, mm. six months or so yeah yeah okay um so those are the two two is, is there any other investment at this point that you're yes, making yes, yes. though i will not go public <laughs> <with some> of <laughs> <laughs> okay <coughs> yeah. but yeah. the good thing about all of this is mm. it teaches you it teaches you when you start seeing money coming back in yeah it's like money that you can hold do something else yeah. with it immediately yeah. Yes. Uh, it also gave me a bit of freedom because I had also missed, again, traveling. Yes. So yeah. still, in between my years, I have still traveled and here and there. Got that. Yeah. Okay. Um, a question. Mm. Based off of your dad's philosophy, I guess when mm. he was getting you to come into the family company and saying, mm. look, instead of building mm. something else out there, why don't you come mm. here and, 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 and help mm. build me? Mm. I'm curious to know what his um, mm. feeling was towards these investments mm. that you were making. Yes. Um, because I'm sure it was taking your time to some degree. Mm. It may not mm. have taken all your time, but I'm sure yeah. it's taking your time. And then yes. also how you reconciled mm. saying, I want to do this for mm. myself. Like, mm. yeah, I've been brought in to build a family company, but yes. even outside the family company, mm. I want to have my own thing. Mm. Well, one of the things that he's always said is that salary will never be enough. Yeah. So he was encouraged by some of the ventures uh, others he wasn't so pleased about. Yeah. I'll mention just one of them. There's um, a liquor store and a shop mm-hmm. uh, in Naivasha mm-hmm. that he was not too happy about because yeah. he felt that distance yeah. and that traveling in between uh, would, it would take a lot. It would take a lot. Yeah. Uh, other ventures, because I've ended up also in the bar business, mm-hmm. um, Mzuzi Park. There's a, a bar and restaurant we've set up. Mm-hmm and several others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was okay with that because as long as it's not taking predominantly mm-hmm. all my time mm-hmm. and I'm able to manage the time between the family business mm-hmm. and these other ventures, mm-hmm. he was very okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, like it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't an mm-hmm. issue at all. It wasn't an issue. Right. Then. 
Okay. It wasn't an issue then. I have an interesting question for you, and mm. I and I and I I, I don't know whether it make you mm. uncomfortable or not, but no, we'll, see, right we'll, we'll see whether you'll answer it. Yeah. I have this uh. this this thing I talk about with with my brother every so mm. often, and you know how they come up with. Um, Forbes list 30 mm-hmm. under 30 yeah. and there's this running joke that usually uh. says there should be another Forbes uh. list that should uh. be created that's like for people who uh. build things from scratch vis-a-vis yes. people who were born into a privileged space mm-hmm. right and had that's the ability true. to just be able to do stuff right yeah. like I, I think and I, and I hope I don't get this wrong. I'm not even mm. going to say his no, name. Go right but ahead. I know. Oh, yes. Donald Trump uh, is the person who says uh, that his father gave him a small loan uh, of a, a million, oh, a million dollars. <laughs> a small <laughs> loan of a million dollars, right? So, my question uh, to you is because um, clearly, I mean, mm. whether it's not been explicit, but clearly you were born in a space of privilege to some degree. Yeah, and enough. so, my question mm. there is. And, and I'm not taking away anything mm-hmm. from the investments Fair and the enough. things that you have done because yeah. it still does take um, mm, um, work and mm-hmm. effort and to get to make that happen. Mm. But would you attribute an element mm. of being able to have the investments mm. and all of those things to mm. the fact that, yeah, I was born in a pretty comfortable space mm. and with that I have done what I've been able to do. Well, fair enough. I yeah. think I would relate this to the story about the talents. Okay. Uh, where in the Bible. In the Bible, yeah. where a master left uh, somebody with five, somebody with two, mm-hmm. and somebody with one. Mm-hmm. And then the one with one just decided, mm-hmm. you know what, this is too small. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything. I'll just bury it and mm-hmm. give it to the master when mm-hmm. he's back. Mm-hmm. Again, um, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. uh, but some people ha- some people could be born with all the money in the world, mm-hmm. and yet they don't make any use of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would attribute more so the teachings that my father has given me, mm-hmm. more than anything in terms of the education, uh, the privileged background that we are, we are talking about. Mm-hmm. I would talk about the values that he's instilled in me mm-hmm. in terms of me seeing the hard work, mm-hmm. me seeing the risk-taking mm-hmm. entrepreneurial ability. Mm-hmm. That's what has given me that inspiration to actually mm-hmm. do something and mm-hmm. to try and make something of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, we have to have a balanced view in terms of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. If I had not gone maybe to a good school, mm-hmm. would my thinking be the same? If mm-hmm. I hadn't done business analytics and consulting, mm-hmm. would I have ended up in banking? Mm-hmm. Would I have had the fortune of knowing what I know, mm-hmm. which I've transferred into the family business? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, without it, I can't tell whether I would have ended up where, where I am. Yeah. And with it... Um, Yes. <laughs> do you, <laughs> as you analyze uh, it, do you think you could have done more? Like if you're to look at yeah. it now, and you're like, I, 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 I could be further, or I mm. could have generated more than I have at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there's one thing that always lives in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. What can I do better? And mm-hmm. this is now a question that I ask myself every so often. Mm-hmm. Can I do better? What have I done? Mm-hmm. Every single year, at the start of the first quarter, I always look at what can I do this year mm-hmm. that can be better than mm-hmm. other years. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look back, I mean, you could always do better. You could always have made investments in particular areas mm-hmm. that have blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've, you've made your decision. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as regrets. Mm-hmm. You've lived your journey, mm-hmm. and for one reason or the other, it's mm-hmm. been beneficial in one mm-hmm. way or the other. Mm-hmm. So I have no regrets about it. Yeah. But yes, I feel I could have always done better. Yeah. And you always can do better. Yeah. Mm. So if, if now we're to um, work back and, 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 and go to the... the what the how old were you me teenage tony who was yes. like i uh, want to be in a space that has lots of money i mm. want to work in a space that has lots of money mm-hmm. i want that freedom mm. do you think that 
you have then achieved that or do you feel like you're on the journey to achieving that uh i i would say my principles are different mm-hmm. um i would no longer look at the young naive tony saying look mm-hmm. you want to be donald trump mm-hmm. no uh, i'd look at it like there's more to life mm-hmm. and you've got to enjoy the journey you've got to enjoy the process mm-hmm. even when you're building certain businesses mm-hmm. you're enjoying the complexity in terms of trying to make something work mm-hmm. it's not easy dealing with people it's mm-hmm. not easy dealing with finances mm-hmm. But the minute you start enjoying the journey mm-hmm. is the minute that things, for one reason or the mm-hmm. other, start clicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, I guess as we're sort of wrapping up, mm. a question, is it greener on the other side? And what I mean by that is, mm. again, based on the uh, privileged side mm. of things mm. of um, there may not be certain things that may be at the back of your mind mm. and you're not thinking about black tax mm. necessarily mm. or any of those things. Um in terms of the challenges that mm. then you go through or that you mm. faced, um, do you feel like, mm. yeah, it's, a, it's still a little easier than, than, mm. than what, 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 I guess, the average Mwananchi would yeah. go through? No, absolutely. Uh, I'm very fortunate and I'm very grateful mm-hmm. uh, for, for the life that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and I understand there's huge dimensions in terms of the black tax yeah. and how much it takes away from your ability to actually execute mm-hmm. what you aim to achieve mm-hmm. um so in terms of that aspect i don't have so much of black tax mm-hmm. and that is a very good thing because it allows me to do a lot more mm-hmm. in terms of whatever my dreams mm-hmm. are instead of sacrificing my dreams for the mm-hmm. benefit of others mm-hmm. that being said i feel that as a citizen mm-hmm. we have responsibilities of giving back to the communities mm-hmm. even though the black tax might be lessened mm-hmm. we have to somehow give back mm-hmm. whether through mentorship whether through raising awareness mm-hmm. even through even just employees mm-hmm. and seeing how to better their lives mm-hmm. that's something that i fundamentally believe mm-hmm. and that's something that i'm trying to uh, to push within my life okay uh second last question mm-hmm. um so how many different what does your portfolio look like mm, okay. um right now um mm. in terms of investments that you've made outside of the primary mm. job that you work wow okay so I, I just the ones the that industries. the ones that you can yes the ones that, <laughs> the ones that you can I, talk I'd about. give the industry so yeah. I'm in uh, retail mm-hmm. uh, I'm a lot of water uh, distribution mm-hmm. um, education mm-hmm. there's the hospitality mm-hmm. clearing forwarding mm-hmm. um, what else uh, there was a bit of insurance mm-hmm. but yeah I mean we'll see how that goes yeah. Um, I think those are the main ones. And then now entertainment and I, I guess you'd call that, yeah, entertainment and bars. Yeah. In, in, mm. in our Kenyan context, mm. um, which one brings in the mm. most um, returns? Wow. Uh, in terms of percentages. Okay. We can talk about percentages. <laughs> like which one bring brings in the, the, the most returns? I'm just thinking uh, now with social media yes. and <laughs> certain agencies <laughs> having <laughs> access. <laughs> that might not be in my best interest, interest to, to answer that question. To answer that question. Okay. Okay, yes. fair enough. I'll leave it at that. Um, in your money journey, last mm. thing, I guess in your money journey, what's um, what's a lesson, I guess, that mm. you've, you've, you've learned? Or not even a lesson. Actually, mm. let me talk about a regret because I guess the lessons they may be doing. What's a regret that you've had? In fact, in let me give journey? you both. Let yeah. me give you both. Um, one regret is just starting earlier. Take mm-hmm. that risk. Start that shop. Start doing something apart from your nine to five. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that I wish I had done sooner. Mm-hmm. The minute you start is the minute you start learning. It's the minute mm-hmm. you start growing. Mm-hmm. It's the minute you start acquiring and you start learning 
real life lessons. There's certain things that people cannot teach you. You've just got to experience it. Mm-hmm. That is my biggest regret, not starting earlier. Okay. Um, what was your other lesson? Lesson. Yeah. Mm. My biggest lesson would be, it's, it's not always about the money. Mm-hmm. The money will be there, mm-hmm. but you've got to have that passion. And I think it's a cliche when people say, <coughs> do what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Live your passion. But I feel strongly, because I've seen it in experience, the minute you start living that passion, you start delivering. And automatically, all these other things start coming back. Mm-hmm. But unless you have that passion, that drive, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Last thing. Yes. What does, with all the lessons that you've learned now and the different things that you've been able to, to achieve and look at, what does, mm. uh, and your, your, your mindset shift from, mm. you know, and I'll be the richest person in the world to mm. whatever it is now, what does success mm. look like for you with mm. where you're at right now? With a different, what does financial success look like okay. for you? Financial success, um, it's actually a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. I've thought about success, but mm-hmm. financial success, yeah. um, I guess it's, it's one where you don't have to try so hard. Mm-hmm. You can live your passions, you can have your joy, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of trying that hard, you don't have to. You do things because you want to do them, mm-hmm. not because you ought to, to do them. Mm-hmm. When I think back on my career and my professions, I had to do some of the things. I had mm-hmm. to do banking to survive. Mm-hmm. I had to be uh, at TDL to survive. Mm-hmm. When you have financial freedom, it's it's a bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. You choose what to do, mm-hmm. whether it's a venture, whether it's a project. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so you feel like right now you still have to do. You still have to work. I'm still young. I haven't reached any of my goals. My yeah. my goals might be either audacious mm-hmm. or. Um, I have to, but I enjoy what I'm doing. That's okay. the major difference. Okay. I enjoy what I do and yeah. Okay, so financial success <laughs> in this context would mean that you get to a point where you don't have to get you don't have to get in the office anymore. That is it. And you have people that yeah. are there to, to handle everything. This being Kenya, unfortunately, until you're eighty, ninety, you will have to cross check everything. Mm-hmm. Trust but verify. Mm-hmm. That's another big lesson. Mm-hmm. Always trust but verify. Yeah. Uh, there's stories and I don't know whether we talk about this offline. Yeah. There are stories of being conned yeah. by employees mm-hmm. uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, that has taught me that lesson, but I don't know whether you want to cover it or we just leave it. No, if you want to talk about it, if there's an example there, please go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, So one of the biggest lessons is, again, trust but verify. Mm -hmm. And as much as you have structures, you have systems, and you have people Mm -hmm. doing things, always ensure that it goes back to you. You understand everything that is happening within the company, Mm -hmm. and I mean everything. Mm -hmm. We have had people stuffing beer bottles underneath tables to Mm -hmm. sell extra. Mm just so that they could pocket some some few. We've had people registering mm-hmm. uh, company names mm-hmm. so that they can siphon from other companies. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'd say one of the hardest challenges of my job is not stopping people from stealing. Mm-hmm. It's reducing the amount that people steal. Pilfrage. Pilfrage. So people will always steal. <laughs> people will always steal. But mine is making sure that it is as difficult as possible and yeah. it is as minimum as possible. Yeah. Yes.
So you have an allowance for privilege, you know, no, we lose no, X you, amount. Nobody wants to lose X amount. Yeah. But even insurance companies have provisions. Mm-hmm. Banks have provisions for bad debts. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they do this, because they're aware that in as much as we assume everything in society works, mm-hmm. there's a significant portion that doesn't work. But what impact mm-hmm. does that have on you as mm-hmm. the uh, ostentatious owner? I yeah. mean, someone yes. stuffing beer bottles vis-a-vis... X, X million you've put in the business. So what, what impact does that really have on you at the end of the day? First of all, it, it, not only is it disrespect towards the other employees, mm-hmm. because this is the money that feeds them, and it yeah. feeds several families. Yeah. You have to stop thinking about it as though it's just a business owner. When you look at all these companies, mm-hmm. it is about the cycle that goes from all these people back to their families. Mm-hmm. And when you get to have a one-on-one and mm-hmm. you have a true understanding mm-hmm. of how much the job impacts on them. Mm-hmm. So now imagine you're making losses because of such things. Mm-hmm. You have to lay off people. Mm-hmm. That means they cannot feed their families. Mm-hmm. That again is a disservice you can't allow. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it's also pilf- pilferage. Mm-hmm. In as much as it's not your product, mm-hmm. they're working for you. Mm-hmm. They're using company time, they're stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's another lesson that I'd give, mm-hmm. it's always chop off any rotten head. Mm-hmm. The minute there's something that is wrong, mm-hmm. please let that employee go. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. They've worked for you for how many years? Mm-hmm. Why? Because just like rot, it starts spreading. Mm-hmm. Oh, such and such is a sacred cow. Ah, you see, they can't be touched, mm-hmm. and soon cartels start forming. Mm-hmm. So the minute you have a no-nonsense policy, it makes things a lot better. Yeah. People know that there's a working system. And believe it or not, it's a motivation for people to see that there's a system that works, yeah. that you're fair and just yeah. as an employer. Yeah. It's not that some people are doing ABCD, they're allowed to go, you see somebody else, ABCD. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's fair across the board, rules apply for everyone. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think this is the last thing that we say to every, mm-hmm. every guest we've had. Yeah. Um, the journey that you've taken, mm-hmm. um, would, do you think that it's been worth it? Or is yeah. there something more mm. impactful potentially mm. um, that you could have done that would have given you more satisfaction mm. um, you know maybe being a healing people as a doctor mm. um, or mm. providing legal advice to people mm. is there something that you feel would have given you more impact mm. or do you feel like it was worth it what you, the, the journey and the path you took was was it it's a very good question um, I've thought back and in terms of even what can I do better I've thought about it and I'm very happy with the journey. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm very happy with the journey is, I look back, my metric for success when I was younger was very different from what it is now. When I look at the faces of my employees, when I look at the fact that they feel like it is a good place to work, mm-hmm. when I enter the office and I know there's a working system, mm-hmm. and I know what visions and plans that we have for the future, mm-hmm. um, it makes me extremely satisfied yeah. and happy. It's just being in a place where everybody feels the unity. Everybody feels the culture. And it's taken a while to create that, but we've gotten somewhere where, where I feel like our employees are very proud to have worked for us, even for my employees. I speak to them on the streets, I speak to them in other establishments, and I'm extremely happy. We always add value to people. And for me, it brings me great joy to yeah. say that. So. That I'm, makes I'm so it's worth it for you. It's worth it. Okay, um, that was Tony yeah. on financially incorrect. Um, I think I, I I learned a lot. I think there's um, multiple things to sort of try and reflect on, and we will see you guys on the next episode.